Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're beginning a new series in the Gospel of Matthew. It's going to focus on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which will cover Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. This week, we're going to start out slow with just the first two verses of chapter 5. Pastor Jim will use this time to introduce and frame what is to come in these three rich chapters of Matthew. The scene opens with Jesus among a large crowd who had come out to see and hear this amazing man. And Jesus walks up onto some high ground in order to be better seen and heard and he begins to teach them in a way they have never been taught before. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Blessed Now and Forever. They had actually created a works righteousness system, which they said was what the Old Testament law touched. Remember, they were trusting in themselves that they were righteous, says in the Gospel of Luke. The Sadducees were Well, they were on the right track in the sense that they did have a legitimate desire to be relevant. They did want to address contemporary issues. They did want to elevate the lifestyle, if you will, of all of the Jews. But they completely missed the boat because they sacrificed truth to their idol of relevance. Uh, The Essenes, well, they, they were kind of on the right track, in their desire to avoid the sins of the flesh. Well, that's a good thing. They wanted to avoid the corruption that is in the world. That's a good thing. But they completely missed the boat by thinking that you become spiritually spiritual primary uh, primarily by denying yourself and staying away from people and staying away from anybody that might pollute you. The zealots, well... They had the right zeal for the kingdom. That, that wasn't wrong. They were looking for the Messiah to come. They, they wanted deliverance from oppression. But they completely missed the boat by failing to deal with the most basic issue of their sins. Now, we need to be socially involved. That's true. We need to be set apart from God. That's true. We need to communicate our faith in the world in which we live. We need to understand and, and um, communicate with people in a way that they'll understand. But those things are external and incomplete in themselves. God is after what is on the inside, and the Sermon on the Mount addresses the heart. So, let's go all the way into verses 1 and 2 of chapter 5 and look at the hearers of this sermon. Matthew 5, 1 and 2. When Jesus saw the crowds... Now, I want to point out to you right away something skillful that Matthew did. When Jesus saw the crowds. He does not say after these things or on the next day or anything. Because remember, he is taking this sermon that was recorded months and months later from where he was in the life of Jesus, and he's moving it there because this is Jesus' exposition on what it means to repent. So he just jumps into it. When Jesus saw the crowds, 
he went up on the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, come back next week and we'll start at verse 3. Well, he didn't actually say that, but that's what I'm going to say to you. But I want you to notice what's here. The crowds came to Jesus that day. This is, this is during the height of his popularity. There were lots of true believers who followed him, and literally followed him from place to place. And so did countless people among the curious, the thrill seekers, the ones who wanted to just see another miracle. I'm sure there were ones in, somewhere in various stages of, of spiritual gestation where they hadn't yet made up their minds, but they couldn't resist this incredible man who spoke in a way they were not accustomed to, to hearing. Now, notice it says, he went up on the mountain. We don't know for sure which mountain it was. Um, I've been to the site that is traditionally believed to be the place. Very pretty uh, setting there. We really don't know for sure. Now, uh, it has a sign on it that says Mount of Beatitudes. And so if that sign was there, then that's how Jesus knew to, to go there. Uh, if, if you go there, and maybe you can, Lord willing, uh, a year from November, we'll, we'll lead a study tour back there again. I hope you can join me. We will definitely visit this place if in God's grace we are able to get there. If, and, and if you come from Idaho and you go there, and you say, this is the mountain, you're going to go, you've got to be kidding me. They call that a mountain? That's a bump. I mean, I ran up something like that in cross country. You know, that's not exactly mountain climbing to get up there. Well, okay, mountains are relative to anything else. This is uh, rises up above the Sea of Galilee. So hence it's called Sermon on the Mount. It's in an absolutely beautiful setting. It overlooks that huge lake um, that we know as the Sea of Galilee or the Sea of Tiberias. Uh, and from that flows the Jordan River down south to uh, the Dead Sea. It's fed by springs up in the mountains all the way up near Mount Hermon north of there. If you're sitting on that mountain, uh, to the right, as you look off to, uh, to the right, you'll see some, some hills that rise a little bit higher. Uh, that would be the hill country of Galilee, in which sits the uh, village called Nazareth, the home of Jesus. Below the hill where you're sitting, down to the left is the town of Capernaum, right on the, the edge of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, that's the town from which Peter, James, and John seem to have operated their fishing enterprises. We know that uh, uh, Andrew and his extended family uh, were from there. Um, farther to the left, if you're sitting there, you look to the way off to the right, the hill country of, of Galilee. In front of you is the sea. Down below you is, is uh, Capernaum. If you look way off to your left, you would see the, the Golan Heights, as we know of it, site of the largest tank battle in history during the, the, the Six-Day War in, in, in 1967. It's a, it's a spectacular setting. Uh, Jesus must have had a marvelous voice to preach to this huge throng of people packed onto this hillside. It was kind of a natural amphitheater, but just imagine how compelling a presence he must have been to speak to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe 
well over a thousand people heard this sermon. Nobody um, counted heads to, to know for sure. But we learn from Luke that, again, thinking back of the setting of this, that Jesus, it says, went up on the mountain to pray. That was the night before this. He spent the entire night in prayer. In the morning, he came down below. He named the 12 disciples as the apostles. Then he performed countless miracles. We're not even told, just, just miracle after miracle after miracle. And Luke explains that there was a large crowd of his disciples. Those are the ones that are truly following him. And, and in addition to the disciples, a great throng of people from all around. Now, I'm not sure the exact Hebrew numerical equivalent of great throng, but it was a bunch. Now, Matthew makes it clear who Jesus was addressing. He spoke targeting those who were most eager to hear him. Look at it there. He saw the crowds. He went up on the mountain. After he sat down, his disciples came to him. There were the ones who wanted them, the, the 12 for sure, and then the others that had probably been with him for some time. We want to hear what Jesus has to say. The word disciple, you probably know this, it means learner. It refers to anyone of any age and any amount of learning, just the desire to learn. You are a learner, you are a disciple. Those who know the Lord never tire of learning from him. Now, I think it's quite possible. As a matter of fact, I'll even upgrade that to probable. I think it's probable that Jesus had announced in advance that this was going to be a special day. He'd probably been saying that for a day or two or three or I don't know how long. There was that special preparation of all night in prayer. There was a bit of a ceremony. We honored our graduates. Jesus pulled forth and identified in public, these are the 12 apostles who are going to carry the gospel to the world. Then during the day, there was that free flow of miracles. And there was this quick gathering of a huge crowd. It all makes me think that Jesus had orchestrated this day to be special. He'd made sure that they were at that place where you could seat a bunch of people on the hillside and be able to talk to them uh, all at once. Now, there's a, yet another hint in this passage that Jesus meant this to be a special time of teaching. Now, remember, context is important. Notice it says, when Jesus saw the crowds, okay, he went up on the mountain and obviously said, come up here. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. What is significant about after he sat down? Well, that's how a rabbi teaches. He sits down and teaches. The exact opposite of, uh, of our culture. Here, when the preacher preaches, he stands up. Uh, the rabbis sat down. So Jesus was following the normal pattern of his culture by assuming the posture and the role of the one who is in authority and who is going to do the teaching. Now, in Jesus's case, his teaching, well, it was done like the rabbis did, and yet it was done so differently 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.